This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo, author of The Nature and Power of Prayer. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and in this section of the Heavenly Authority series, my husband concludes his teaching on respect for authority and the limits of that respect. In our last program, Pastor discussed how Jesus taught that the scribes and Pharisees, by their tradition of Corban, transgressed the commandment of God, which charged each person to honor their father and their mother. When we left off, Pastor Greg read from the Gospel of John, where the Lord demonstrated this responsibility for his mother at the cross. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. And Jesus on the cross, suffering and dying for our sins, one of the last statements, the last words he makes in verse 26, when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, John, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own house. So even on the cross, Jesus made sure there would be a provision of someone that would spiritually and physically take care of his mother. So clearly, the Lord taught that we were to honor our parents and show respect in these ways. Yet, in Luke chapter 9 and verse 59, let me start at verse 57. Now it happened as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You're told in Matthew chapter 8, in the sister section, on verse 19, then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. So this person is a scribe. The first person is a scribe. Then in verse 59, what we want to look at, the second person, you're told in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 21, then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my, my father. So the second man is a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Verse 59 of Luke chapter 9, then he said to another, he says to the second man, follow me. Now the man is a disciple, and he's saying, follow me. And right away we should think about Jesus on the Sea of Galilee, going by Peter and Andrew and James and John and saying, follow me. They're called into a special ministry, right? They're made apostles to be sent out to spread the word of God. Jesus turns to this man who's been a disciple, listening, hearing Jesus speak, and he says to him, follow me. He gives him a high calling. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Verse 60, Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. 
Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Now, people read this, they say, how could Jesus say that? The man's father's dead, he won't let him go and bury him. Well, this is an expression from that time period. The man, the father's not actually dead and being laid out right now, and they have to open the ground and put him in, and Jesus won't let this man go and pay last respects to his father. That's not what's going on here. He tells the man, the man would not be there to begin with, right? He would be off and back. He's there listening to Jesus. Jesus turns to him and says to him, follow me. You see in verse 60 that, that he says, you go and preach the kingdom of God. This man is called to go and preach the kingdom of God. But when Jesus says to him, follow me, the man replies, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. That was an expression in those days, I have an obligation to my parents. Well, he does. We just read about that, right? So I have an obligation to make sure he's safe and to make sure he's safe until the end of his life. But this man, this disciple, as a response to follow me, go preach the gospel, is saying, let me go back. I can't do it now, Lord. I'd like to do it now, but I can't do it now. I have to go back and make sure he's okay. And when he dies, now he could die a year from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now. Who's to say how long the father dies? But when he dies, then I'll come and do what you want me to do because I respect my father. Now, Jesus says, let the dead bury their own dead. Obviously, there are those back there. There are other children that are not out there listening to Messiah. Remember the context. Messiah has come. Israel has prayed and prayed and prayed for the deliverer to come, the redeemer to come. Messiah is there. Miracles are happening. Tremendous miracles are happening. This man sees it. The rest of his family does not. There are dead people back home that are not out there. There are people back home that are not out there seeing Messiah. They're spiritually dead. And he says, let the spiritually dead bury the physically dead. And the man's father is not there either, is he? The expression, let me bury my father, this man probably has a good heart. He doesn't want to vex his father. His father does not believe the same way he does. And many people, unfortunately, find themselves in this situation when they get saved. They have a responsibility to parents or to a spouse, but when they get saved, the parents or the spouse do not get saved. And now they're caught between respect and responsibility and their duty to God. And what do you do? The very attitude in this man's heart that he's concerned about not making his father be riled up at the thought of his son following this Jesus means he's got some type of heart of respect, maybe a heart that will be very good for going and preaching the gospel. But he needs to be emboldened by the Holy Spirit to understand there is a responsibility higher. There is a limit. That's what we're speaking about. There is a limit to honor. Now, Jesus certainly is not going against the commandment. He rebukes the Pharisees for telling people not to honor their father and mother, not to respect, not to show the right respect. But many people are trapped in this situation. They get saved, and their parents are dead. They're spiritually dead. They don't want it. And if you're a good, responsible, respectful son or daughter, 
Or if you're a wife and the husband doesn't get saved and he doesn't want any part of this Jesus stuff in his house and you're a good, respectful spouse, you might be tempted in trying to do good to give in to them and say, well, I just won't speak about this Jesus in front of my father. I'll go back and I'll wait till he dies. And then once he dies, then I'll do what the Lord wants me to do. Or I won't speak about this Jesus in front of my spouse. I won't show my spouse I pray how much I love the Lord because I need to show him honor. Well, we do need to honor our parents and honor our spouses, but there is a limit to respect. And Jesus makes it very clear when you hold these two sections together, we are never to go against what God has called us to do. If he goes home, and he serves as a good son, and he never mentions Jesus, and he waits till the father dies. Has he done his father or his other brothers back home any good? No. And he hasn't done the nation of Israel any good, and he hasn't done himself any good. The next man in this section, and another says, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. Now, Elijah allows... Elisha to go back and bid farewell. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. He doesn't tell the man not to go back, but he says to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Because he knows when the man goes back, what is his family going to do and say to him? You're going where? You're doing what? You're following whom? What do you mean? There's work for you to do here. You're going to follow this man, this, this guy from Nazareth? His own family thinks he's crazy, right? And what is the reaction of the person when they're surrounded by their family telling them such things, especially if they're dutiful? You know, the, the brazen, rebellious person is not going to listen to them, right? They've been rebelling against their family from childhood. But the good, dutiful person, right, who wants to honor their father and mother, respect their family, the type of person that Jesus wants to send out to preach the gospel, they're the very ones that then tend to give in and shrink into themselves and get influenced. Their obsequiousness, their respect beyond the limits of respect, allow them then to get influenced, have pressure put upon them by the, the more bolder members of their family to just leave this thing alone, huh? You know, you're doing this thing, leave it alone. Forget it, stay home, do what you're supposed to do, do your responsibilities, and forget you ever met, forget you ever met this Jesus. That's the danger. He's warning the man. You know, you put your hand to the plow, and then you turn away, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. And family can be a powerful tool of the enemy to pull you away from your belief in Jesus Christ. So then... Did Jesus tell us to disrespect parents? No, just the opposite. Christians should try to be the most respectful people to their parents. They should be the ones that want to take care of their parents the most and help them in elderly years. But you can never let your parents, your spouse, your children, your civic leaders, anyone in authority, a teacher you liked so much back in high school, nobody should keep you from following Jesus Christ and doing that which he has called you to do. There is a limit to respect, and there is a limit to honor.
you go and preach, he says to him, you go and preach the kingdom of God. And let the dead, the spiritually dead, bury the literally dead. In Mark chapter 10 and verse 28, then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. There is a limit to the authority and the obligation, the person's authority over you and your obligation to them. Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available wherever books are sold. The book is divided into 30 lessons and is very user-friendly. You can find more information at www.pastorgregscalzo.com. You are welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacles Sunday service at 10 a.m. in the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The church website, again, is www.shiarjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.